Welcome to Living Your Best Life podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Miller. And today I'm really excited because I am joined by one of Australia's leading entrepreneurs, Pauline Wynn. Pauline is an extraordinary human being coming from humble beginnings, um, having escaped Vietnam on a boat during the war, landing in Australia a few years later. She is the owner of the famous Red Lantern, the most successful award-winning Vietnamese restaurant in the world. Pauline is a best-selling author um, with her first book, Secrets of the Red Lantern, and her latest book, The Way of the Spiritual Entrepreneur, Becoming a Fearless, Stress-Free, Unshakable Leader in Business and Life. Pauline is a highly sought-after speaker, and let me tell you, this podcast is one you're not going to want to miss. So kick your feet up, um, grab a cup of tea, and enjoy my interview, um, this life-changing interview with the, with the amazing Pauline Wynn. Today I'm super excited because I'm being joined by the amazing Pauline Wynn. Now, I first met Pauline only a couple of weeks ago and I reached straight out to her to see if she could join me on the podcast. Um, she was actually a speaker um, in my K2 um, leadership weekend and I felt really connected to her. So that's why I did actually reach out to her because um, I just loved her story and I loved her her spirit um, when she and it was actually a virtual um, uh, presentation, which was which when going into that weekend, I wasn't sure how that was actually going to go. But I, from the minute that Pauline started to speak, it was like I was in the room with her. I always felt really connected to her energy, and and I just really wanted to get her on this podcast because she's an extraordinary woman. She's done so many amazing things, and you've probably heard of her amazing restaurant. Um, the Red Lantern, which is so famous throughout the world. It is the number one Vietnamese uh, restaurant and it's a multiple award-winning restaurant. But Pauline has done so much more than that. She's an, an author and she's written two books um, and we're going to talk about those today. Um, she's also a, a, a speaker now and I think that's definitely um, something that, you know, like as I said to you before, when I heard you speak, I was just, you know, really taken in and I love I love that. I'm really attracted to amazing speakers and you really had me from the first word. So welcome to Living Your Best Life podcast, um, Pauline. Um, I'm so excited that you're joining us today. I'm excited too. It is my joy to be here, Rebecca. Thank you. And I love the title of your podcast, Living Your Best Life. We owe it to life to be living it to our best. Uh, and a wonderful title to you. Thank you so much for the edification. It is all true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, stories. So for the people that don't know you, who is Pauline Wynn? Pauline is whoever she wants to be. <laughs> Current, currently, she is a spiritual entrepreneur. Um, she is a world-class speaker. I'm um, represented by Ode Management, who represent only 20 of the world's top non-celebrity speakers. Uh, so um, when you heard me, that was my very first online presentation. I had to learn a completely new skill set. Thank you, COVID. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, um, uh, currently, uh, I am an impactful coach and mentor. Um, I am a mother, a lover, a loyal friend, uh, and I am a shaman. Oh, that's amazing. 
So uh, I know that you've had, you know, quite a significant, um, you know, upbringing, you know, where you guys did escape Vietnam. Um, so, you know, it's and, and, and it's probably had quite a significant impact on the way that you've actually lived your life. Um, so we'd love to really dive deep into that and for you to share that experience with us if possible. Of course. Um, I, my parents, um, my father was a lieutenant in, in the army in the Vietnam War and when Cyclone fell, uh, to communist rule in 1975, he realized that he had no choice but to escape Vietnam. And so he built a boat. Uh, there were three families all up. So on the boat were six parents and six children. And we spent nine days out at sea. Uh, fortunately for us, we had escaped. We were the early ones, the, the, um, the ones who escaped before the pirates took wind of the bounty that was to come at sea. And so we escaped a lot of the rape and pillaging and trauma and murders at sea. Uh, so many of my fellow people uh, didn't avoid it so much later on. Um, there's a lot of trauma there. And so uh, we spent nine days out at sea. We ended up in Thailand in a Thai refugee camp and um, we were only meant to stay for a few months, but because of particular circumstances, we stayed there for a whole year. Uh, very difficult. My mother gave birth to my brother, Luke, in the refugee camp. Uh, Luke is now a, a world-famous chef. And coming to Australia with nothing, my father had so much anger inside of him, anger and rage. You know, he'd been such a high-ranking person in Vietnam and in, and in the war and coming to Australia as a refugee with no money, no job. Um, we didn't know the laws, the language or the systems. Uh, there was a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure to uh, he now had three young children, one newborn. Uh, my mother had tuberculosis and just starting from absolutely nothing and then having to experience the racism and the abuse and the prejudice. So ultimately he had nowhere to dump his anger but on my mother and soon enough he dumped his anger on us kids. So growing up was um, very violent, very violent for all of us, um, emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually. And so he, um, I can look back now uh, and um my reframe now, and it's a very powerful one, that that was my training. Mm. And that's the thing too. And I think that's why a lot of people probably um, relate to you as well because they're, you know, and especially around about your, you know, your age group as well where, you know, parents were different back then, especially the trauma that you especially went through. So, do you, you know, obviously you guys, you know, your dad worked extremely hard. I know that you've got an, a, you know, amazing work ethic. So somewhere in there you've had, sort of had that, you know, that epiphany, um, you know, the way that you saw things because you could have potentially did the same, you know, you know, were angry as well, the same as your dad and continued that cycle. What was the epiphany that made you change the way that you saw this and the saw the world and the saw your upbringing and, you know, you could have been a poor me, but, yeah. you, you know, you changed the way that you looked at that and you saw that as an opportunity. It really was as a, um, a full-grown adult, 
Rebecca, when I made the decision to have children. Uh, Both my children were planned and wanting to have children, I, I I made a very firm decision that this trauma ends with me. This trauma ends with me. But what I realized was that I hadn't, although I buried it, I hadn't interrogated it. I hadn't integrated it. Mm -hmm. So it really was as an adult when I wrote my first book, um, Secrets of the Red Lantern, purely as an heirloom for my daughter so that she can understand how I am the way I am, why I am the way I am. And um, it was when I released the first book, it was such an unexpected catharsis. It was a catharsis. I had opened Pandora's box. I thought that I could close the lid, but there was more to see. Um, Spirit said, wait a minute, that's not all. There is more for you to see here. And so upon the release of my book, really, I was, no one was more surprised than me when I won Debbie Writer of the Year. It became such an international success. The aha moment, the epiphany was when I realized that I had something here that could assist so many people all around the world. When I started getting letters and emails from people all around the world, from all races, from all walks of life, from all sorts of situations from um, survivors of the Holocaust to um, Vietnam vets to children who were also survivors of um, uh, domestic violence to entrepreneurs who were suffering. And so it was really uh, the realisation that I had something that could assist people to alleviate their suffering. And then the second part of that was when I was literally pushed into the speaking circuit by my publishers. So I, I spoke at um, a gazillion writers' festivals, made a gazillion appearances. And as I was on stage, I would be paralyzed by this trauma that I hadn't yet interrogated and inter- integrated. And so um, there was moments where I would be paralyzed on stage, so overcome with emotion that I had buried that my neck would, my throat would constrict, my shoulders would shake and I'd I'd almost want to cry on stage and uh, having experienced that having been hijacked like that I vowed never again to lose control like that and so I had to seriously start disrupting myself start reframing and so when those emotions that were buried starts bubbling up that's our body saying you need there's something more for you to look at here and so the epiphany was understanding that personal development cannot happen unless personal disruption happens first so I make it a point to personally disrupt myself often and we you know we, we realize then that pain is inevitable but suffering suffering's the choice mm-hmm. so the question was then what do you choose Pauline do you choose to be victim or do you choose to be the beneficiary of all of this and so to answer your question Rebecca the epiphany came at a much later later age for me and my reframe is I look back on everything that I um, went through that happened for me that happened to me that happened through me that happened from me and I understand that was my training and so the beautiful part now as a coach as a mentor as a teacher I can only teach from direct experience because people can smell a phony from afar right so that I can teach because I have walked the walk so so obviously with the red red lantern you you and your brother and your husband is that right that started the red lantern yeah some 18 years ago Yes, and it's a, it's the the most successful um, Vietnamese restaurant. It's won multiple awards. 
is that's where it all sort of started for you. Obviously, you've got massive work ethic from your 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 your, your mum and dad. Um, tell us a little bit about the restaurant and and you know it really has led into the books and the you know there's been a lot of learnings there as well. Yeah, and because of the experiences with the restaurant, um, that's why I combine spirituality and entrepreneurship. Um, it's constant evolution. It's constant self-mastery. When we opened 18 years ago, we we all knew how to work hard. It was literally beaten into us. We just didn't know how to work hard and work smart. We were working 80, 90, 100-hour weeks. You know, I'm sure many, many entrepreneurs know what I'm talking about. Many mm. business people know what I'm talking about. But that's not sustainable. You know, there's no joy in that. Um, and the more we... Uh, do that, the more disease, the more dis-ease we have. And so um, I think one of the the biggest secrets to propelling it uh, forward is that we understand that we are our biggest competition. We don't look to see what the competition is doing. We are our greatest competition. And it's that holding ourselves to account for that constant evolution. Um, So understanding that change is the only constant and constant evolution involves not only embracing change, but actually expecting change. Things are never going to stay the same. And how then will we become the change so that we can be ahead of the game, ahead of everyone else to remain consistently interesting so that the media, the public, our customers, our guests always have something to look forward to and pay attention to. Mm, That's amazing. And And I know for myself, um, you know, I come from a family of really, you know, entrepreneurs as well, but that their way was you sort of was a badge of honour about, you know, how many hours you actually worked in a week. And it, it is it's sustainable. And I think that the new age of entrepreneurs, they do want a different life than that, that they want to enjoy their life and they want to have the special moments with their children, take care of their health. And a lot of entrepreneurs actually don't do that. So, you know, that's 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 great that you've had that, um, you know, when you sat there, I remember you saying when we were, um, when I heard you speak that you, you know, at two o'clock in the morning that you'd, you know, you were just so highly strung and stressed and you'd had, you even suffered alopecia, I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you just got to the point where you thought there has to be a different way. And, and, and I guess that's what's great, you know, that you have, that's, you, that's your superpower is that you've walked the walk, talked the talk, isn't it? Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, and we can only teach by direct from a direct experience. Otherwise, <laughs> we just it's it's just from another textbook, right? That's what makes us stand out. It's uh, uh, our personal stories, our personal experiences, um, because you know, as a speaker, as a teacher, you know, it doesn't mean anything unless someone can resonate. Yeah, exactly. So obviously, you've written two best-selling books, um, "The Secrets of the Red Lantern." Tell us about what inspired you to write this book. I know that you spoke before about um, with your daughter that it was a memoir for her, but what was that true inspiration? Was it that healing that you had to go through, do you think? I, I didn't I didn't even know that I would heal so much. I had that was not that was that came as a, like a, a bonus that was a surprise. It was that um, the Red Lantern restaurant had already achieved some success and it was another reinvention piece, Rebecca. The reinvention piece being um, someone had said, oh, you know, your story needs to be told. Can I write it for you? And it took me uh, just a a sitting, you know, you can call it a meditation, I call it a sitting, to go, why would you write my story? Why can't Mm. I write my story? Mm. Had I ever written a book before? No. 
Um, am I okay at writing? I guess I, I did BA communications at UTS. I can, you know, I did very well at school in, in written language, speaking language. And so it's like, how hard can it be? And this is where my naivety came in, but also I guess, um, well, what have I got to lose? So it's a funny story and I, I haven't told this story for a very long time. Um, I wrote a little bit of a blurb. I sussed out at the time which publishers were the most well-known for cookbooks. It's it's a very dark and personal memoir, which I disguised as a cookbook so people would buy it. <laughs> and um, it worked a treat. <laughs> and I had uh, also a famous chef husband and a famous chef brother. So why not combine it with stories of uh, recipes that belong to my family because that's what Red Lantern's all about. And um, our, our, store, our family, we spoke through the language of food. My parents never apologised. Uh, they're Asian. Asian parents don't apologise. They apologise through food. Um, we communicate through the language of food. And uh, I wrote a blurb, um, decided who the photographer was going to be. I called up Murdoch Books. Um, Hi, it's my name's Pauline. I'm from Red Lantern. I would love to um, have a meeting to um, propose what I have planned for my new book. And somehow the universe just listened. And I got a meeting with the head publisher at the time. And uh, I haven't written a book before. I don't actually have a manuscript, but this is my plan. And blah 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 blah. blah. This is an this is a sample of my writing. Uh, you know my restaurant. Um, I also have um, a photographer a photographer in mind, Alan Benson. I've looked at his photography. It's honest. There's nothing fancy schmancy about it. Although he can be, but it's beautiful and honest work. And there was a pause. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pause and I think it was my audacity that she was more surprised about you know it's, I don't know how it works you usually write a manuscript and then you send it to the agent right and she's like it's going to be called Secrets of the Red Lantern it's going to become an international bestseller and yes you can have Alan Benson he's one of our photographers <laughs> and that's and that's how it started <laughs> and then I, I took two years off to write the book <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. So so when you're writing a book, is there, you know, obviously you've gone on and, and your latest book, The Way of the Spiritual Entrepreneur, and I have to say, oh, my gosh, I I actually downloaded it. Um, I listened to a lot of Audible. I, I'm, I'm actually going to order the book too as well. But yes. I just have really, 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 I just, I've loved it. I've, there's not been anything, you know, just, it's just really hooked me in. It's a really great book. So anybody out there that's excellent, <laughs> go and get it. So the seven secrets becoming, um, you know, fearless, stress-free, unshakable, not just in business, but life. And I really love that about you because there is, I love, you know, people always go, have you been able to ever get that balance? And I love the way you put it. Well, there shouldn't have to be a balance your business is your life and your life is your business. Um, and I love the way that you refer to it like that. Um, but, you know, to have, what does it take to then go and write your second book? The first one was sort of, you know, things just the universe opened up and let you in. But this one I think potentially is your true work. And oh, I have probably another five books yes. coming. <laughs> okay. So the reason how I, uh, I have... Um, so many one-on-one coaching clients and um, I specifically prefer to coach already established entrepreneurs 
um, because I have walked it. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I, I don't um, coach teenagers. Uh, they're not at the developmental level yet. They haven't experienced life yet. So my um, target market, so to speak, are entrepreneurs, are um, also the diseased and the diseased. Uh, I've been able to assist and heal many diseases and many diseases with entrepreneurships. And then also the seekers, those who understand that there is more to life than just um, the suffering of this 3D world. Mm. And um, especially in coaching the entrepreneurs, there was this common theme. The common theme was, Pauline, I've, I've, I've had my success. I've got so much money in the bank and I've got my family, but I'm deeply unhappy. Mm. Um, they tell me I'm meant to be happy. What's wrong with me? And this was a common theme. And I'm the first to tell them you're not meant to be happy 24-7. The happiness industry has a lot to answer to, answer for. And so you understand that we're meant to experience the full gamut of emotions, right? Because there's a lot to be learned from melancholy and sadness and anger and frustration. There's also a lot to be learned from joy and passion and inspiration and collaboration and creation. But however long you stay in the negative emotion, in the uninspiring emotion, however long you stay there is what will define you. So how then can we practice self-mastery? That's what spirituality is. It's self-mastery. How long will we sit in that emotion in order to learn the lessons we need to learn? What are the benefits here? What is this for? How will I overcome this? The obstacle is the way. What systems do I need to change? What new voices do I need to listen to? Who do I need to become? And so when we start answer, asking the more elevated questions we master ourselves a little more to get out of that emotion and then run to the emotions we choose to run to rather than being hijacked by the emotions that would teach us the lessons and so happiness alone is not such a great orientation right mm-hmm. and so it's I'm so I found so many times that with the entrepreneur, with the business person, it's not that they have business problems, they have personal problems that reflect in their business. So how then can we master a little bit more of ourselves so that our internal ecology can be then reflected and directed and projected upon our external kingdom? And then I discovered that fearlessness, stress-freeness, unshakability. Now they are much more powerful traits and orientations. How can we understand the mechanisms of fear? Why does it exist? How can we master a little bit more of ourselves so that we can shut down the neurocircuitry of fear that makes us so unintelligent, right? And how can we master it so that we can step up to the challenge and fear less? How can we understand the different types of stresses, how it manifests in our body? How can we um, take control back so that we can stress less? And then unshakability, how can we understand and know ourselves and design ourselves so precisely and distinctly that when adversity hits, We cannot be hacked. We cannot be controlled. And our body says yes, our body says no, and we remain unshakable. So fearlessness, stress-freeness, unshakability, these are much, much more powerful traits. And then we understand that um, we have to experience the full vicissitudes of life, but we master ourselves a little bit more. What is spirituality is to remain in spirit and inspired to do our best work. It's got nothing to do with religion. Religion Spirituality doesn't need religion. 
It's religion that needs spirituality. And once we understand that, we understand that it's not the pursuit of happiness, but finding happiness in the Mm -hmm. pursuit. And that's what it's all about, self-introspection, self-interrogation, personal disruption, and then personal design. Mm -hmm. And so um, those were the reasons why I I wrote this book, because um, what is a, a spiritual entrepreneur. What is an entrepreneur? It's in our DNA. We look for problems, right? We, we, if we if we find, oh, that needs to be fixed. Where's the solution? Who do I need in my orbit to, to fix this? And we just want to fix things and make the world a better place. And then um, spirituality is understanding also that in order to be spirited, we have to work on our physical instrument of consciousness to stay inspired. But then I know so many entrepreneurs who have so much money in the bank, but they're spiritually bankrupt. Mm, which makes them unhappy and then so many people who are incredibly spiritual with no money in the bank so how can we solve problems how can we push forward humanity if we don't have money and how can we do it to be in spirit inspired if we don't understand what spirituality is so do you have to go back and do like quite a lot of healing for the for some of your your coaching you know clients I just I just that's just an um you know I'm really intrigued to know that is it you know if there if there is something that's holding them back as you said that you know they get to that you know their heightened of success but the fulfillment or, or I guess you know that happiness just isn't in there and I do know what you, I, I do know that you know sometimes as an entrepreneur you're always chasing that next thing and yeah um, you know what I mean so yeah. do you find that there is quite a bit of healing that goes with that there's there's a a, a it, there's always healing, mm. um, emotional Forever. healing, um, mental healing, um, physical healing, spiritual healing. But my with my methods, it can happen very quickly. Why? Because it's not talk therapy for me, with, with me. It's not just talk therapy. We play, yes, we play with the psychology, with the semantics. We also play with the somatic. How does it, where does it live in your body? How will you access your breath to shift everything around? What Uh, what organs hold which emotions and understanding uh, on a holistic with a, with a W or that whole side. And then of course there is the um, soulmatic, the spiritual part, having one foot in this 3D world and having one foot again in the, in nature's medicine, in sound healing to be accessing source to the spirit. And so once we can activate all three parts, the somatic, the somatic and the soulmatic, and we understand that it's not just about the mental, it's not just about the mindset, right? It's not just about that. We also have to amplify our heart. Our heart is 5,000 times more powerful than the mind brain, right? How, how do we love more how do we express more gratitude how can we collaborate more how can we live more in joy and then what happens is we become magnetic to new opportunities magnetic to new people but then also don't not to forget your health you know and it and health doesn't mean you know have a six pack and 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 go to the gym it's how are you how will you work so that you're more agile more flexible um how will you work so that you live a longer life a more vital life and so we do exercises and body work that gives us energy not takes our energy away and then of course the 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 spirit the soul set and so we activate all those three aspects as well as all four pillars and so when you say is there a lot of healing yeah, but in a very short period of time. Well, that sounds amazing. So obviously you have definitely walked the walking business um, and you are coaching and speaking. And I love that spiritual approach that you have, um, that we first have to master ourselves as well. Mm. Um, 
Well, how are you seeing things at the moment with the change in, you know, the COVID-19? You know, as you said, you had to um, present, and I know for us we're now consultating online. It's it's. I've actually really loved the whole experience for me to be able to look at everything completely different. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love an opportunity. I'm a bit like you. How can we change? Um, you know, we you know opportunities are, are where the growth is. How are you finding things at the moment? There is a lot of fear in the world. There's a lot of stress, anxiety, um, you know. What, what, what yeah. would you say? How are you seeing things at the moment? You know, you've had to adjust the way that you do business. How, how you know, with your clients, things, what, what's showing up for you? Um, well, if you ask how I saw it, I had, uh, I have, um, I guess, for want of a better term, mastermind groups of my own. Um, they're my inner circles. Uh, with one of the circles, it's called the Spiritual Entrepreneur Inner Circle. Um, I, the shamanic elders had already told us what was coming. Mm. Um, late last year in October, November, they already told me um, Pluto and Saturn are going to meet. It's going to be big. It's going to be big. Prepare your people. It's going to be massive. Now, we didn't know it was going to be called COVID. We just knew it was going to be big. And so we knew also that it was going to hit 1st of March. And so um, in February, mid to late February, I held um, shamanic ceremony. Um, we journeyed as a collective. And um, the theme was to clean your house, clean your house, make sure, prepare, cross all your T's, dot all your I's, really interrogate yourself on what is holding you back, what is limiting you, clean your house. And so we cleaned our house in order to prepare ourselves for what's to come. And boom, 1st of March, we had no idea it was going to be COVID. So uh, my particular circles, we're all thriving in this time because we were prepared and uh, you ask uh how am I fine I'm just it's I'm in such a fascinating space everything is fascinating understanding that this is a global reset it's a personal reset it's a professional reset because we're at square one again right we're at square one with ourselves we're in this place now of learning how we work of being human beings all over again. What is in us? How do we work? What is our internal fortitude? And so uh, this is the exciting part, right? With another one of my inner circles, we had a meeting on Wednesday and um, with um, speaking about particular businesses, one of the members is like, well, what does the customer want right now? Because um, I want to know what the customer wants. And it's like, but here's the thing. The customer doesn't know what they want right now. They're all, everyone's confused. So what a beautiful, time to flip that and reinvent ourselves and say what does Pauline want right now what does Rebecca want right now and then we, we start towards that and then it's like we can be whoever we want to be we can start again start from scratch and it's a beautiful piece and so yeah there's a lot of people buying into the fear porn right but that's also their uh, level of evolution that we have to look at we can't look and, and, and judge anyone that's oh. that's what that's where they're at that's where they're at in their level of development but when uh, but because of our training because of our um, uh, experience in entrepreneurship because of our ability to master a little bit more of ourselves um, and in these uncertain times if there's one thing that I'm absolutely certain about is how I'm going to show up every single time and so it's that classic phrase you know the only way to predict the future and how predict how we're going to respond is to be the author of it. <laughs> mm, 
just throw it, yeah. I just and I just love the way that you sort of look at things. Um, so obviously with your, your, your coaching, I'm just going to ask you this. Um, so when you have your get-togethers, is it like you do your masterminds? Is it, I mean, obviously at the moment, but normally would it be that you travel and be together? Well, with, with my one-on-one coaching, I coach at Sunrise. Yes, I'm uh, saying this. This is what I want to hear about. <laughs> yeah, we, I, uh, I coach at Sunrise because I leverage um, the power of nature's medicine. Yep. Um, and uh, the frequency of the sunrise. But with the um, inner circles that you talk about, um, yes, we travel and we we meet once a month. Um, every year we have one domestic retreat. We have one international retreat. Yep. Uh, there's particular processes. Um, uh, I have three of them. All three of them are very different cultures. And, for example, when I told you about the shamanic, um, uh, that's with my spiritual entrepreneur inner yes. circle. We, we want to play in multiple dimensions Um, and then the others have a different culture again Uh, and and we we meet once a month and then we do an amazing dinner with expensive wine afterwards um I've I've been with that one for about six years Uh, I've been with another one for about eight years so uh, we are very very close very very loyal and the idea is to be life partners Oh, I love it. That's, that's that's so amazing. And I know that you've, you know, as far as your life um, goes, that you know, because you're doing, you you actually do meditation as well. You've done so much. Like literally I couldn't even sit here and say it because you've really, you know, dived into the spiritual part of you. Um, and you do do a lot of meditation as well. And because I know that we we did a beautiful meditation with you when we actually did our workshop with you. Are you, you and you, you're doing a few of those as well? The um, shamanic activations yeah. online. Yeah. Yes, I have. Um, uh, because of COVID, overnight I have created. Um, as you can imagine, being a, an international speaker with um, a lot planned for 2020, and then COVID hit. The first thing to go are events, right? Mm, exactly. <laughs> and then having a very busy restaurant, and then COVID hit. <laughs> the next thing to go was restaurants. Um, so we, it is in our DNA. We. Don't don't uh we don't go into fetal position so um overnight uh literally overnight um mark my husband we pivoted big time and uh we pivoted again and again and again so you have uh, a world-class uh full service restaurant now doing takeaway and deliveries right (laughs) but we're having so much fun you know we told our staff hey guys um uh, create content and my god you should see some of the content that's coming out it's just crazy videos you know we're all having such a good time sure the reality is dire but we do everything we can to remain in spirit and inspired yeah and so we need to walk the walk so that our customers our friends our followers is like man she is living her talk he mm-hmm. is living what they always preach, you know. And then as a speaker online, I, I created the Spiritual Entrepreneur Inner Circle online. Um, there's about 20 of us. And, man, the stuff that we can do when we go into the quantum field, the healings that have been uh, occurring. And that's only been in the last four weeks. And so in the four weeks, I mean, you've experienced um, what I can activate um, virtually. And yeah. that's that's with... Um, the, the power that I have. And so in the last four weeks with my um, uh, virtual spiritual entrepreneur in a circle, 
uh, wow, the, the physical healings that have happened, uh, decades of disease being healed, decades of emotional trauma due to um, severe abuse, um, just being lifted. And uh, I feel so very, very privileged that I'm able to do this work. And so to answer your question, I, it's not just we, we don't have to be face-to-face. Um, it can also happen um, in the quantum field. Mm, and that's the thing, and I think that's the big thing that's sort of coming out of this. So obviously, um, you know, getting into a little bit of rapid fire, what would be the best piece of advice that you've been given, Pauline? Um, I was, this was a really beautiful piece to another one to raise awareness is that we become our associations, our associations be- become us we become our environment our environment becomes us we become our words our words become us we become our thoughts and our thoughts become us so in all aspects we have to choose them well choose your circle wisely Mm, that's so true I, I, I love that and then I think also during COVID and then also during life don't buy into the fear porn mm. No, exactly. Um, and it's really funny, like it's it's been really interesting the people that have that like because I know my inner circle, we're all, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners and we're just absolutely loving the pivoting moment and the things that we've been able to achieve. It's just been amazing. Plus we've also had time with our families, like a yeah. lot of time and um, we're a bit like you. Our, our team are just, you know, content and it's fun and we're in our, you know, it just it doesn't sort of feel like work but we, we still are working if that makes sense um, and getting that little bit of spare time. But, um, yeah, it's been really interesting seeing because obviously we see a lot of people as far as, um, you know, face-to-face um, being in the, the beauty and skin industry but seeing some people are just really like, you know, I've had a couple of girlfriends that have, you know, it's really over, overtaken them and, you know, just it, it's it's just been really interesting to watch the people. Sometimes it's somebody that didn't think this would happen to as yeah. well. Yeah. I just sort of question, hey, why do you, you know, just really, you know, when we've gone for a walk, just why do you think this could potentially be happening? What at a deep level could this be? Mm. Um, might be something more than just being fearful about the COVID-19. So it's it's just, it's it's been an interesting time, but I, I, I love um, that we get this opportunity to, um, you know, pivot our businesses and see it in a whole different way. Yeah. It's just absolutely amazing. We've created a whole new business. Did you do takeaways before in your business before this? Never. Oh, <laughs> it, it's full service dining, right? Um, yeah. yeah, it was never, never that. But we're, we're doing it with our own Red Lantern kind of weird-ass flavour. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And we'll, we'll think that will be there once things do go back to a little bit of how they were before? Uh, we can't even answer that question now. You know, we we think one day, you know, the government's going to do this and next day they're like, no, we're not going to give you that anymore, <laughs> you know. And now it's um, we can have, you know, uh, 10 people in the restaurant yeah, that's one sure way of losing more money. Yeah, <laughs> but then, of course, we pivoted again last minute. You know, it's like let's yeah. do a dinner party for ten. <laughs> well, see, I've got a girlfriend that owns a really, you know, she's got a massive big pub here in town, and she said, "Look, it's not even worth us." Yeah. They're doing like three hundred and fifty meals a night, and we're in a small country town, and they're just—that's what she said. Oh, well, I'm not going to give that up for ten people to come in, and yeah. everything changes. You know, the kitchen has to change, and just the way they do things, the systems, the processes. So we're just happy to stay where where we are at the moment until it yeah. can be a bit more full open. 
It's almost like the universe said, guys, things can't continue like this. Stop. (laughs) I agree. And I even know with our work, like, um, you know, just really reflecting on, you know, the hours that we work as well. Like we have the team there, like it just, you know, and just that there's a lot of things that we've actually reflected on. We've streamlined so many things, made it simpler, um, you know, that we do waste a lot of time and that we can, you know, our energy can be, you know, we can have better energy around things as well. So that's been a great eye-opener for us. Yep. So in the theme of living your best life, what does it mean to you to be living your best life? Uh, it's the, It's so simple. You know, to live your best life means to live it by design and not by default. We owe it to life to be doing lots of different things. The more we reinvent ourselves, the more we create new genes, the more we create new genes, the longer we live. You know, and it, it has to involve constant reinvention. People are like, Paula, you're not the same. It's like, hell yeah, I'm not the same. You know, <laughs> And I won't be the same. I'll be adding another skill set to myself in another six months, you know, and, and it's like, you haven't changed. This is why we don't hang. You know? yeah. <laughs> and um, to, to be sure to be living each day in a state of awe and wonder. You want to experience awe and wonder? Go out into nature. Watch the sun rise. Watch the waves change when it rises. Watch how the wind changes. You know, living each day in spirit and inspired so that you tap into unbridled energy to do your best work. You know, asking yourself every day, what do I need to do in order to feel the way I want to feel because the way I feel will be represented in how magnetic I am how much I vibrate what my frequency will be to attract the people in my orbit I need to attract to help me to go to where I want to go faster Mm, that's amazing I love it I love it um so obviously I know that you've got an amazing morning routine I've started I've always been somebody that absolutely loves watching the sunrise so I reckon out of 365 days I would be 330 days that's why you look amazing (laughs) Um, it's something that's real I just absolutely love it I'm chasing the sunrises all the time it's something that I really love Um, so but I know that you've got some really good daily rituals and routines that you've actually got in place like your morning routine do you want to share a few of those with us Sure. Um, the, the thing that I, I do want to say is that um, when I coach my um, clients um, on creating their own routine, the very first thing they say to me is, are you on crack? <laughs> you want me to meet you at what time? <laughs> and then we're going to do what? And then, of course, it becomes them and they become it. And because they see the incredible benefits of it, not only in their health, um, in their personal life, in the way they look, uh, and then they're like, man, why would I miss a single day? Why would I miss a single day? And so um, when we're talking about, you know, watching the sunrise and literally sun gazing, looking into the sunrise as it comes up over the horizon, there's like a multitude of scientific um, data about it, you know, activating the pineal gland so we can heal on the inside out, uh, boosting our mitochondria for uh, vitality and and longevity. There's a whole science behind it. So I I get up at maybe four, um, sometimes uh, a little bit earlier, sometimes four. 30 sometimes three depending on um, what I need to do uh, because shit don't get done while you're sleeping right I do also go to bed very early Um, the first thing I do when I when I wake I I stay in bed and I rehearse my behaviors 
I rehearse my behaviors. Today, in that instance, I probably have to be a little bit more stern. I will rehearse that behavior. In this circumstance, at this meeting, I just want to experience joy. You know, I need to have a very difficult conversation with this person. What will my breath strategy be? How will I use my nonverbals? And so we literally visualize and rehearse our behaviors and rehearse the day. Um, I do, I, I, I pray um, and I meditate. And then uh, coming out of bed, I, um, I dry brush uh, with a very hard brush. And then I'm so zinging from the dry brushing just to activate my lymphatic system because we've been lying in one spot for however many hours. And then I have a cold shower. I'm so used to it now. I just step in. I shut down the ego. I just step in. I activate my vagus nerve. Um, it has so many uh, anti-inflammatory qualities with that. It also up-levels our badassery. <laughs> um, most mornings I coach, uh, but then um, I have my bulletproof coffee. After I have my bulletproof, I actually don't eat again until maybe 2 or 3 p.m. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm out coaching at sunrise. Um, barefoot uh, on the sand, on the grass, on the rocks, on the stones. And after uh, a couple of hours of, of coaching, we then jump in the ocean. Um, salt water, nature's greatest Faraday cage, and where we've got the breath work going on, um, where um, so, so many benefits to our nervous system, to our autonomic nervous system, and we are now so charged energetically, physically, mentally charged now to go make shit happen. And then I'm back by 8.30, 9 o'clock to start my day. Wow, that's amazing. And how long did it take you to get used to the cold showers? You know, I've been, oh, I'm just really struggling with that one. <laughs> and that, that's okay. That's, a, that's okay too. <laughs> and because, you know, it's uh, it, it, it's a practice. It's a, it's a cultivation of a practice. It's a muscle, right? But for, for those who can, I think the big picture here is that you will very rarely get sick. You very rarely get sick. And so if you can't, what I would recommend is um, one word which uh, helps a lot of my clients is that when we turn on the cold water, face first, but we use the words of invitation, invitation. Mm. Um, and um, I also use badass, I love the word badass. And so I put my face in first and then my whole body comes in. And uh, I especially run the cold water on the back of my neck. Um, yeah. That's where our vagus nerve is. And we're breathing into the diaphragm with our mouth. We're breathing. But the more we practice it, what we want to do is shut down the ego, the ego that mm -hmm. says it's too cold to go out. Yeah. It's raining. We don't go, you know, and then um, just the, the, the shutting down of all the excuses because it's just a bunch of excuses to validate inaction. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And I know I've done it before and I've, I've been, you know, did really well, but I, I did it after, you know, hearing you speak, um, I did it. I've done it for a couple of days and there was a couple of days I was like, oh, you know, just I guess my ego really, you know, stepped in and, my, and then I was just like, Okay, breathe through it, breathe through it. Yeah. Um, but, and I'm sure, you know, the more you do things, the more you get used to it. And then it is yeah. just that, you know, that, in, you know, that breath work. And, and if it's not your jam, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I, I really love the idea of it, though. Like, I really do. But I, I, and so you get into the beach no matter what, don't you? Whichever, every single day of the year, is that right? 
Well, most days, not every, not, not when it's, you know, thunder and storming and lightning <laughs> um, or, you know, when I travel a lot as well and I'm not always near the ocean, um, but as, as much as I can, yes. Even on those cold days? Yeah, we, I, I coach throughout the year, even in, in winter. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So what's next for you? You've achieved so much. I heard you say that you've got more books sort of um, there in the pipelines there. What's yeah. next for you? I know well, that- I, I used to hold um, the Spiritual Entrepreneur Roundtables at my restaurant and they would sell out. We've had like 20 of them and a small group and and now I'll, I can I can take it online. Um, um, and the next one is Friday the 22nd. Uh, for those who want to have a taste of um, how it is to be in um, our orbit, um, it's Friday the 22nd from 7 to 9.30 p.m. And it's a beautiful piece. We, we assist one another, solve problems from a higher level of mind. Um, you get to see what we are all about. I've got another book in the pipeline too, very different to the first two. I'm very excited about that. And, um, you know, as every, uh, as, as you um, have pointed out, Rebecca, we're, we're all running faster. We're running faster and faster during this COVID time so that we can be ahead of the game um, in my speakership, my coaching, my facilitation, so that we can be ahead of the game when COVID's over, right? So in other words, we're, we're not sitting on our hands and waiting. Oh, <laughs> and I love that, you know, that it's just, it is continuous growth and learning. It's continuous stretching yourself. And, you know, that that's what we have to do as human beings to continuously turn up better than we did the day before. So for anyone wanting to find you um, or know more about you or, you know, where, where can where can we direct them to find you? Oh, my my oh my website is getting updated as we speak, but you can still check out what I do, uh, paulinewin.com.au, N-G-U-Y-E-N. Uh, my Instagram is Pauline N Speaks. My Facebook is Pauline Wynn Speaks or shoot me an email, uh, pauline at paulinewin.com.au. Oh, excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been absolutely phenomenal. I'm definitely joining you at the round table. I need to jump in and buy my ticket. <laughs> um, I, I've already checked it out. It's it's It looks amazing. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and thank you for giving me your time because I know that you're, you know, you're a busy lady and, um, but I'm just, I just feel absolutely honoured that you've actually come on to living your best life with me today. And I love everything that you've shared with us. The joy and the pleasure was all mine. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Thank you.